The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, that is Las Vegas, Nevada, site of Super Bowl 58, Chiefs 49ers coming up on Sunday. And I don't know, maybe it says something about my mind and my imagination, but when I first heard that the Super Bowl was going to be in Las Vegas, I just start thinking of, like, wild stuff. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. As soon as I get off the plane, it's going to be, like, dancing and craziness. <laughs> and, yeah, so, you know, Connor, Rogers, Lawrence Jackson, so far, it's a little muted. I, it's, it's a little too normal. So Slow far. build. It's, it's okay. normal. Pace yourself. And, and, that's, and that's cool, though, because, you know, we here for the whole week, right. baby. So, it, like, uh, we, we might want that. Yeah. We uh, might no, want I that. I, but I didn't sign up for normal. You'll, yeah, get, your, you you'll get your wish. <laughs> you know, you talk about hey, Las Vegas hey, like that. Hey, you'll find you, 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 might, you, you might just have to wait till tomorrow. Tomorrow. So okay. be careful what you ask for. All right. Well, what we had was opening night last night, and it's amazing how this thing has developed and evolved over the years. Some say devolved, but evolved over the years. I remember it was media day, and they'd have it in a stadium like they did last night. They'd have it in a stadium and maybe be 400, 500 people there, if that players, friends, yeah. family, lots of media members, and then you'd have media day and talk about how crazy it was and you move on. Now it's media night. They had it at Allegiant Stadium last night. A friend of mine was there estimated. It was like somewhere between 15,000 to 20,000 people crazy. at media night. Crazy. Whole event and now. You have the Chiefs. You have the Niners. Based on the sounds of it, uh, the Niners, uh, San Francisco was in here. They was deep. Yeah, they were deep. Easier trip. And one of the stars of Media Night was Travis Kelsey. Let's take a look at some of the best of Travis. Who's better between you two? Who's the best tight end in the National Football League? You know, talk about it. The most beautiful thing about the Super Bowl is not about (laughs) which tight end is better, which team is better. That's very true. Oh, great job. Team sport, man. It's been absolute. Y'all are firing me up and making me want to play right now, baby. <laughs> Woo! I love the booze, man. I love the cheers, baby. Keep them coming, Niners gang. Keep them coming. It's absolutely ridiculous. And to do it, and to do it on February 1st, to throw me to the walls like that, that was messed up, man. Like, I don't want anything to do with that one, man. I, I, I got a good fade if you need it, though. It's a two on top, a nice high to mid fade with the taper in the back. But I didn't invent that. I just asked for it. Man. She's uh, she's unbelievable. She's uh, she's rewriting the history books herself. Uh, I told her I'll have to hold up my end of the bargain and come home with some hardware too. I have so much love for this game. I don't. I can't imagine uh, not doing this for uh, as long as I can. 
because I know I'll miss it when I when it's all said and done. So I can't put a time stamp on how how long I'll play, but um, I know I'm loving every single bit of coming into work right now. So obviously Lawrence and Connor, that's Travis Kelsey, and I think it's it's popular. It's almost cliche now to say, well. I'm picking the Chiefs because I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. That's what everybody says. Can't, hey, I'm not going to. I've picked, picked against Patrick Mahomes too many times. I'm not going to do that. Shouldn't we start adding Travis Kelsey's name to that list? Lawrence, I'll start with you. Don't just say I'm not going to pick against Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to pick against Patrick Mahomes with Travis Kelsey because no matter what we say about him, you know he's a part of the game plan. He finds a way to get open. You know what they want to do. They do it anyway. Uh, we hate on his blocking ability, but somehow it still works out the way it's supposed to work. I'm not going to bet against Mahomes or Kelsey. You definitely can't bet uh, against Travis Kelsey, especially after what he did in the AFC Championship game. Right. It's like he waited for this big moment. to, And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't just the, the statistics. It was how he made some of those catches. Like, that was the, I guess, quote-unquote, vintage Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. But I think this thing, Holly, I think they don't mention Travis Kelsey because I feel like people already feel like it's built into the Patrick Mahomes. I think they know those two and two go together, and because it's a quarterback-driven lead, he doesn't get he doesn't get mentioned. But you're right, though; these two are part of this. These two are the two heads of this dynasty, so it should be that way. It's just not because he's not the quarterback. I think we're so accustomed to him having those big game moments that we're spoiled by it right now. Indeed. Where, where we don't even realize. He's a great tight end, arguably the greatest tight end of all time. He's productive every year. It's real NFL production. It's fantasy production. But the big game moments, this wasn't Kelsey's best year. Right. It's one of the more down years we've seen right. from him in a while. Like you said, Lawrence, the AFC Championship game with it all on the line, you need him. And then it's also what he can do when the ball doesn't go his way. His presence in the middle of the field puts yeah. so much pressure on the linebackers and safeties. You could turn around and hand the ball to Pacheco 22 times a game, and it can be productive. So it completely changes what the Chiefs can do. And it's Travis Kelsey on the field. And just that little moment there when he was booed, you can't you see the transformation? It was like... Hey, I'm here to be cool, and I'm here to talk. And all of a sudden, the booze come. He's like, "Game time!" Oh, what? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it he got fired up oh, real oh, quick. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think this is a, a dimension of the Chiefs that they're starting to lean into and appreciate. Yeah. Because they've been. This is what happens to successful teams. It's like, it, it's funny to me. Before this playoff run started, where Patrick Mahomes is playing his first game on the road, it's not because he sucks. <laughs> It's not because he's afraid to play on the road. His team has been so good, they've earned home field advantage. So what's going to happen on the road? Same same stuff that happens at home. It's the same stuff. You're going to play the game. Right. And so they're underdogs. They're underdogs in Buffalo, I believe they were. Yes. Underdogs in Baltimore. A bigger underdog. Underdogs for the Super Bowl, and I think they love it. Yeah. Yeah. I and, think they love and, it. And, and people will say, like, oh, they won these Super Bowls. Why are they trying to act like an underdog? Well, that's because the books are. Like, they're yeah. literally making them the underdog. So don't get mad at them because they're using this as their little motivation. Like you said, when Travis Kelsey heard them booze, it was like he's something like, oh. snapped. He's <laughs> like, he's like, oh, hell yeah, it's game time now. And they weren't the one seed. Right, so it's almost like they felt they had so much criticism this year because they didn't just run through the AFC like we feel right. like they always do. That they could buy into that. They, they're a weird team where they're either the villain because everybody's sick of them, 
or they're the team that, oh, they're not the same old Chiefs anymore. It didn't look right. They don't have receivers, or Kelsey doesn't look like himself, or is Andy Reid overthinking situations? And then where do we end up, fellas? We're at Super Bowl week talking about the Chiefs again. In, in their down year. Right. That. The and year the, you the, could the, get them. This is their right? down year, the year you could get them, and here we are talking about Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey winning another title possibly. Yeah, and, you know, he's got an emotional – element to him an emotional side that is very natural for him uh he likes that he likes to he plays a troll very well he likes to poke he likes to poke people but like you think i i I love these locker room videos that all the teams put out you know after a big win i just enjoy them because you can just see a little snippet of what goes on behind the scenes so when they beat buffalo and they're excited and they're breaking it down and patrick mahomes has the mic, so to speak. You could uh, you could see and hear Kelsey off to the side and saying, for the next game, and let's take it up a notch. Yeah. They just yeah. beaten Buffalo. Yeah. Big game. Oh, we got to take it up a notch because this is not enough. And so I think he, he's got a, a, a good feel. He's instinctive yeah. when it comes to giving his team what it needs on the field and in the locker room. Look at him in the ASC championship game, getting the Ravens to, you know, get these penalties he's getting them to have penalties like that's part of the game him picking up justin tucker helmet throwing that thing to the side (laughs) like that he catches the first touchdown pass he looking at kyle hamilton like yeah young boy you got this all pro but i've been an all pro like like it's it's about that part of it too so he's doing it like he getting in their heads then he then he getting on the field and dropping points on their heads so he do he like he got the total package and he ready he stirs the pot. And it was yeah. awesome seeing him side-by-side side with George Kittle because they're arguably two of the most emotional players in the NFL, especially at the tight end yeah. position. Yeah. They are, they're honestly both WWE characters. When you right. listen to them speak, how they play <laughs> on the football yeah. field, and I think that's why we all gravitate towards them. And so the pressure, how about this? And it's, it's pressure in quotes. Let's say you have a girlfriend who's very attractive. That's one. But your girlfriend is very attractive. She's world-famous. She just won Album of the Year right. at the Grammys. Uh, everybody is paying attention to her, and now you're in the Super Bowl. She's going to come check you out in the Super Bowl. Coming from the plan, <laughs> right. yeah. you, want, you want to talk about commitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is commitment. Yeah. I know the hard launch uh, happened in South America when she put him in a she, – she made him a part of a, a lyric and gave him a kiss. That's the hard launch. That's what the kids tell me. Right, yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> right. But this is like – this is a double down on the hard launch. Yeah, yeah. You're going from Tokyo yeah. to Vegas? That, that's a Who's real love right there. Oh, okay. So if you're going to do all that, the pressure is on to deliver. As he said last night, I got to come up with he some hardware. Yeah. Because she brought home some. Do you think that that's a part of the – do you think he even thinks of that? Or is that just like, oh, I'm not even – I'm not worried about it. I got, you know, yeah, Taylor Swift, no big deal. I'm not worried about it. I've won a trophy already. I don't, I don't feel any pressure to win this year. Well, I think he's a guy that gets better in the spotlight. And this year, yes. Kelsey's always been in the spotlight because he's a superstar. But now when you're dating a global icon, you're in a spotlight yeah. that you didn't even know existed, a whole portion of the world that doesn't even like football. Right. And now they, right. they are well aware of who you are, and they're watching football for you. And I think the low-hanging fruit thing for people is to root against them which is, I don't understand it really, but I think he's a guy that gets better in those situations where the more bright lights on them, it just feels like it's better for Travis Kelsey yeah. and he shines under that. Yeah, he, he going to play his game right. regardless. No distraction. But it's like, you know, 
if, if if they win the game, it's like that's just going to heighten it. We're gonna take this thing into the off season now. This right. we're talking we talking about this the whole off season. So it, I wouldn't say it's pressure for him because he's he a vet in the game. But it's like yeah, I, like all all this could mean nothing if we don't if we don't deliver the final blow to the 49ers. The pressure's on Brock Purdy, not Travis Kelsey. That's yeah. the guy that gets the most criticism yeah. if things don't go yeah. well. Brock Purdy to deliver. Right. Yeah. At, at, at the most important time and to kind of declare, okay, this is who I am. Right. The hounds it, are waiting. It's to, a, but the, the, hounds the hounds are waiting. Hounds are wait, but, but also the endorsements are waiting. Yes. Right. Well, like this is, is, this is big for him. For him. A contract. Yeah. He was a seventh-round yes. pick. He was and, a seventh-round pick. And, and look, you yeah. know how many times we done had to hear or see on social media his salary. Like, the whole world knows yeah. he made 870K. Right. Like, they always Which compare I take. to <laughs> – yeah. yeah, likewise, way, likewise. Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 Holla at your boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, bad money. You don't want to <laughs> rock it. Bring it up. We don't take it. We let's, all take let's it. split that. Um, yeah, let's do it. Um, every quarterback he played against, they put his of like. Of course, that's what he <laughs> makes. He's a seventh do. round pick, Mister Relevant. In this quarterback, whether he playing Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, like these dudes just got their contract. But like, this is big for him. Like he could shape the whole narrative of his career. Those people, the ha- the hounds that are waiting, they're gonna have to grit their teeth and just admit something. You know, uh, if if the 49ers, no matter how they do it, whether it's one touchdown, two picks, like they win the game, like the endorsements, those people have something to say. And you get respect. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that you you get respect as an elite quarterback. But if you win the Super Bowl, you get respect. Okay, so, for example. We've all we have all heard about uh, the story over and over this year. Joe Flacco off the couch, 38 years old, but we still say Joe Flacco Super Bowl champ. And nobody says sure. he's a great quarterback. Nobody says he's will. a Hall of Famer. Yeah. But Joe Flacco, even Nick Foles, pretty much a backup for most of his yeah. career, won it in 2017. You can't just say I'm going to dismiss Nick Foles. There's some respect. That's why he was still that getting co- jobs. That's right. right. There's some right. respect that comes with winning the Super Bowl. Could you imagine if Jimmy G made that throw versus the Chiefs in the yeah. Super Bowl? Oh, right. You know what that hell he, so he, right. he was he got starting jobs after that. Could you yeah. imagine if they'd have won the game? It would be just like you said, hey, Jimmy G led him to a Super Bowl championship, but now it's just he led him to the Super Bowl. So Brock Purdy. You could complete this. And on the inverse, look at a guy like Matthew Stafford, how long it eluded him. And everybody was afraid to call him a great quarterback because yeah. the Lions were yeah. a losing franchise. Straight up. Now he wins one. We look at Stafford and go, he's one of the yeah. greats yeah. in the last yeah. decade. Yeah. 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 It's just yeah. nobody can come at you after that. It's not just numbers. And so who get respect if, if they win? You get respect for winning the Super Bowl. So I mentioned Flacco. I think the Flacco, they, the year they won, they beat San Francisco and Colin Kaepernick. Um, the year Nick Foles won, they beat the Patriots. And that's big. Okay. Now imagine you beat Kansas City and you beat Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid right. and Taylor Swift. You, 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 you want to talk <laughs> about the that. Swifties. Who, 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 whoever the next person is after yeah. Taylor Swift, that she, she, whoever that, they're going to be checking out Brock Purdy if they get this W, I'll tell you that. that that's right. That, somebody's like, I don't know if he got a, I don't know if he got a girl. If he, yeah. yeah, if he got a girl, then, then you know, then the, delete this. But if he don't, <laughs> they're going to be in them Scrub DMs. Scrub the internet. If he got a girl. <laughs> and having a girl, like, so how do we define that? 
Is there a ring on it? Is there somebody he talk about in the open? You know what I'm saying? If, right. You know, like how, like we know Christian McCaffrey, he got an old lady. You know what I'm saying? Um, so something like that. So we'll know if he how serious it is if he does that little, that old school when you call into a radio station and you dedicate a song. This is to a special someone. She knows who she is. Okay, you now, you hedging your bets now. Yeah. You got a few of them lined up. Yeah. You won't even say a name. You won't. Yeah. Say a name. Now, yeah, now, Brock yeah. Purdy, if just that's what case. you do, then, hey, case. You, you, you a young man, more power open. to you, play. If that's yeah. what you do, you do your thing, that's man. That's all at stake if, <laughs> if, if they can win the game. But uh, we will see. Anyway, uh, we got a lot lined up this week. Guests galore. You can see behind us. This is Radio Row. Uh, it, and it's a, little more, it's a little more populated than it was yesterday. Yesterday, a little quiet. Now it's picking up. I want to see the crazy Vegas, though. Where's the crazy Vegas? Yeah, are, are you sure you're about that? I want to see the crazy. Wish. I don't want to be involved. Oh, <laughs> you're a bystander. I just want to see it. Yeah, all right. Well, good strategy. Somebody, somebody yeah. told me today that there, there are people in the casinos that have somebody who can give you a, a head massage, a scalp massage. Don't do that. Scalp. No, uh, don't do that. I don't know where your hands are. <laughs> don't, don't, right. I don't exactly. Know where your hands exactly. Don't, don't mess with the dome. But it's $2 an hour. I mean, yeah. excuse me, two dollars a minute. I was gonna say, oh, I'm about to say that's even more so reason yeah, not yeah, to yeah. do it. Do not do this. <laughs> two dollars a minute, so you can expense that. Two dollars an hour. You want to expense that? Uh, you know, on the trip. You know, hey, oh, it's 1932. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Lots coming up here on Brother from Another Super Bowl Week in Vegas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed. Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a this summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Great. There's Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. The Super Bowl will be there, Super Bowl 58. Somebody's going to come out of that stadium with an interesting story to tell. Will it be Kansas City, third championship in a five-year span? Maybe it's them. Maybe it is San Francisco. Brock Purdy uh, silences the critics, the doubters, and Kyle Shanahan, uh, who once worked for your organization when you were the general manager right. of the Atlanta Falcons, Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator there. Maybe 
uh, they come away with their first title. This is my friend from a long, long, way back, way over 20 years. 20, a lot. 20 years, over 20. Some books involved, Some too, books, so. some books involved. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah, good I, books. I appreciate that. You know, yeah. I used to, I, I don't know if you noticed this. I noticed these things. Maybe it's, is it my ego? I don't know. Um, watching other networks, not that I watch other networks that often, but Lewis Riddick happens to work for another network. I can't, I'm not sure which one it is. <laughs> but for a while, Lewis Riddick had War Room behind him every time they went to a shot of lewis riddick like for a year a year and a half he had war room behind him that's impressive he switched it out now it's not there anymore but uh thomas dimitrov good to see you man i appreciate being here i mean i would this is second year in a row we did it i did not walk on the set uh unbeknownst to me that it was on last year that's the spirit of our show these things happen (laughs) like one time uh one time on the show we had a, a guy who was I had some water issues in, at the house, like plumbing. The plumber just came on the show and was like, hey, yeah, I got this all set. You want to come check? <laughs> hey, hey, not right now, man. I'm just like doing this, doing right a little thing. Mid- right in the middle of it. But it's not a big deal. Hey, man, great to see you. Thank you as well. And you know, what's it like for you to be here and just to observe and not say, hey, I'm observing as the general manager of this team or as an executive of this team, just checking it out. What's well, it like? I, look, I, I know everyone always comes back to the 16 and our, la- you know, our lack of a win in that Super Bowl and the, the, the horrible decline and loss. But, I, but I, I start thinking about Kyle being back here. You mentioned Kyle early on, right? And I would say this, and I've said it publicly. If, there, if I were to ever come back as a general manager, I would really think strongly about trading for a head coach. And he would be one that would be near the front of the list that I would consider. That said, he needs to win this damn game, right? Why? Uh, it's, Why does it, he need to win? I think he's done great things, but when it comes down to the big game and the big decisions, when everything is on the line, he needs to prove that he doesn't have that hanging over his head, that that's, that's an impediment for some reason or some. I just think that. But I think this is big. So I've been thinking a lot about that with him here. You know, the Kansas City people want me to say who, I, who, who I'm cho- choosing between. Of course, I don't want to ever do that. But, but, I, but, but in my mind, I just want to see him win the final game. So you mentioned if you get a chance to be a general manager again, this is what you would do. And I like that idea of, of trading for a coach. Dan Quinn's back in football a second time around mm-hmm. uh, as a head coach. We've seen a lot of coaches get that second opportunity. Raheem Morris uh, his second opportunity uh, as a head coach. Uh, you know, Ron Rivera out in Washington, but he got his second opportunity as a head yeah. coach. And I know Tom Telesco was fired in Los Angeles and got the job with the Raiders, but you don't hear often the general managers are out and get that second opportunity. Now, I'm not trying to be your hype man, but your resume speaks for itself. I've studied it. Uh, you have drafted Hall of Fame talent, you know, Julio Jones, you know, Matt Ryan, you've won games, executive of the year. Why do you think that it's more prevalent to see a head coach get a second opportunity, but general managers not as much? I, I have a couple of really strong opinions about this. One, I want to say conceptually, usually in the NFL, Owners know head coaches, and they know their personalities and their approach, right? I had a hard ass. Now I want to replace with a a player coach. 
I can go out there and bring in Mike Smith. Well, he was a first-time head coach. Whatever it may be. I think in general managers, they don't, they don't have that sort of a, a, a gauge on that. So if, if a general manager gets fired from the Atlanta Falcons three years ago and they're trying to put together a new, new regime and a new approach, they don't really know what Thomas Dimitrov did or Scott Pioli or you know Kevin Colbert, they might know. They don't know that. They don't know what they're getting with that person because it's a little bit different. So I feel like that's one thing. The other thing I feel very strongly about is there are some great presidents out there and there are other and there are also some presidents out there of organizations who are really comfortable where they are and yeah. do they really want do they want a power hitter coming in? I'm not saying that's all because there are some great presidents, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying there are some that are really protective of where they are. That's human nature. I don't bemoan them for it. What I, what I think, however, is an ownership group, respectfully speaking, right, and humbly speaking, I don't want to be the know-it-all, an ownership group needs to look at the group that's in his group looking for the next head coach or the next GM. If you have a search group there and you look across that search group of 8 to 10 people and you know at the core they all have ulterior motives, yeah. that's, Ooh, not, that's, that's not where you want to be. That's tough because who are they listening to right. and why? And why? And are they really doing... That whole idea, are they really structuring to be great or are they structuring to be less for survival purposes? And so it's a, long, it's a long-winded discussion. No, it's, it's a good one. Um, and so are you interested in, in getting back in? Like if you had the opportunity to do it, would you welcome the opportunity to, to come in and, and lead another organization? So I'm, 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 as you know, I'm the CEO of Assumer Sports. It's a data, football data analytics company. I really enjoy it. Paul Tudor Jones, big money guy, great, fascinating guy who, who is a big-time trader, brings me on, tells me, I think I told you last year, hey, you can be the CEO. You don't have to raise a cent. I love it. I'm learning a lot. My, my decision to stay out of football and go into data was, was well thought out. I didn't want to go back to meet an assistant general manager, a consultant somewhere. Kind of been there, done that. At 50 or 54, that's a very different situation, right? Mm -hmm. I wanted to learn more. And I think the idea of having the background that I have right now and ever potentially having an opportunity to go back in, which is not my focus right now, it's on this business, is to be able to say, look, I have a background in football and a really good understanding in data. It's why I stay with Sumer Sport, of course, because I believe in what we're doing. Because the next wave and the generation in this league, it is so important to be mindful of data. I don't want to spin off on this. Yeah. Every person in this league knows that data is at the disposal. And if you don't use it, you are coming up short for your owner and your group. Not meaning, again. Not, not meaning use not, it exclusively, no. but... It's a it's a it's an information stream. Yeah. It's a tool that yeah. you need to consider. Right. I, that doesn't yes. go into your. That's right. That doesn't go into your calculus. Then you've done yourself a disservice. Yeah. I, look. I mean, I Brian Baldinger. I love Brian. He's like, T. Wait a minute. You're in data analytics. Kid, are you kidding me? Some of these old school guys. And I'm saying, give me a chance to explain it to you, because it is something that can really supplement and augment properly. And and if you get to some of the old school guys and you explain to them, some of the coaches as well who are like, ah. You all, it just takes a little bit of time. Right. Step back. Be open-minded enough to understand that you can utilize it. It's For me, our league is all about juxtapositioning and comparatives, right? When you're putting together your roster, when you're looking at free agency versus a draft, full, look at them, still always analyze and, and do your evaluation. Now fold in the data that's available that was never available years ago and say, okay, we talk about stack busting all the time, right? If you had five DBs and five, five corners and five linebackers and you're, you're trying to figure out how to divide those lines and stack bust, 
fold in data, man, all of a sudden you can make an educated decision on why you have that proper stack. Now, I, I heard you say, uh, or read, that you said that analytics say, take the quarterback. Take a quarterback. If you're the, the Patriots, I live in Boston, so the New England Patriots have the third pick in the draft. Supposedly, there are three quarterbacks that are worthy of, I know it's early in the process, but worthy of a top five, top ten pick. Why do analytics say take the quarterback? Well, I think they, they know, you know, you go as your quarterback goes, of course. it's. I mean, it says that, and just like it might say that, Dan, you know, Dan Campbell should not have kicked the second one or should have kicked the second one instead of. There's always that. You, I know See, I, no, I, but I'm not mad at Dan Campbell over this. I'm telling you, like the no. fourth down. Like, why don't we talk about Reynolds and the drop? And like the first yeah. one, it's just, it's a good call. He dropped it. Yeah. It's a drop. So, yes, it's a drop. Come and on. I, we, I know. And, 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 yes, so I, when I always come back to what data says about a certain position or a certain move, I always say, yes, it gives you a, a, a focus point on it, and then you start looking at what the, you know, the quarterbacks are available. Maybe four years ago when Atlanta was in the spot to pick a quarterback, there wasn't one. This year's group of five, this is a spot where I might not say, trade back for New England, right? I was having a good talk with our buddy Tom Curran, and yeah. Tom's like, oh, no, you need to trade back. I'm oh. saying, well, not for long league, and you have an opportunity to yeah. get the dude. You, if Jaden Daniels is there and you're, and you're smitten with him, you as a New England Patriots should go after him. That's my take. So uh, you talked about structure, and I want to get your take on this uh, before we get you out of here, is what can we learn from front office structure based on these opponents? So there's a certain front office structure in San Francisco and there's one in Kansas City. They're not uh, they're not similar. One, you know, former Hall of Fame player as a general manager and Brett Veach, uh, you know, son of a coach and uh, working with Andy Reid. What can we learn uh, or take if you are an organization that is trying to get to the top? What can you take from uh, both of these structures that's positive? Well, I was going to say, first of all, you can be a media person and take over and be potentially a Hall of Fame GM as well, but you weren't a Hall of Fame player, so that uh, maybe no, it's a little no, different. No, not even. Not a Hall of Fame player, not a Hall of Fame media person. No, nothing. But no, look, what John, what John and, and Kyle Shanahan do there, they, they navigate that really, really well, right? I mean, we know how important the GM position is, but there you have a head coach who has a great understanding of his system and how to utilize his talent. Oh, who else does that? One of the best coaches in the history of the world or the best? Bill Belichick. I was using that comparative. I know it sounds odd. They both understand their system so well and they both understand how to utilize talent in that situation. You can you can knock people on their draft picks. I get it. Uh, you know, people want to say Bill didn't hit on this or that or or, you know, uh, you know, Kyle didn't. The reality is they know how to use talent, and that's going to be a really important. They both have really strong evaluators as general managers with John Lynch, of course, in San Fran, and Brett Veach, who I think is a rising star, or maybe he's already a star. I mean, what he's done. Yeah. And he's navigated what I think is a trifecta. He's got the best owner in the history. of the, I think what, what Clark Hunt has done there and what he's expecting there is great. He's got one of the best coaches ever as well in Andy Reid, and he's got the quarterback in Mahomes. That's a great place for him to be. I think you realize from both of these setups, you have to have the entire, excuse me, you have to have the entire setup to win and to win consistently. And both of them, both of those organizations do. They have the right ownership. They invest well. They get the right understanding of picking the right talent. And then they have a head coach who's doing the right things. And of course, now they have quarterbacks who are pulling the trigger in the right way. So look, I'm really impressed by what they're doing. Both Man, of them. it is always great to catch up yep. with you. Great to see you. Uh, I, I can't think of another general manager 
who has an understanding of analytics, of old school scouting instincts, and Tom Ford jackets. <laughs> I mean, like, like that, that. You talk about the trifecta. You got it all. New school, old school, and the fashion too. Like I saw, like, and, and look, he, he, don't let him fool you. He had one on yesterday. It was kind of like a rust colored number. So we got the rust colored Tom Ford. Well, and you got the black. Here's one. what's funny. I was gonna bring the whole suit or the jacket and tie thing, and I thought, no, I'm gonna bring two different jackets and see if my guy. You were one of the guys. I'm like, my guy. He's gonna he's gonna call me out on it as oh, I walk no. by. It's a good call out, though. It's good. Good to see you, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I know that you don't run the NFL media newsroom, but you do run the NFL, and they answer to you along with the 32 owners. Um, As of this press conference, the NFL media newsroom still employs zero black managers, zero black copy editors, zero full-time black employees on the news desk, and your only full-time black employee, uh, Larry Campbell, passed away over the weekend. Now, Mr. Trotter, Jim Trotter was not here, uh, you know, for whatever reason. Over the last few years, I've asked you why that is the case. And for a league that has more than 60% African Americans that play, that play the game, uh, and I know that you're a man of conscience, how does knowing this sit well with you, uh, you know, and after two years of being asked this question, why has it not been any change or any hirings in that area? Well, I, I disagree completely with you. There hasn't been any change. Uh, I, I'm happy to get your data and share it with our people and make sure that we get an answer for you. I don't have all the data. I will tell you that the first time ever, 51% of our employees across the league, across the network, across all of our media platforms, not including players, are either people of color or women. First time ever. So progress is being made. And there are areas where we still need to work and we need, still need to improve, whether it's offensive assistance or maybe people in our media newsroom. We will continue to do that and make, a, make a significant progress as we have. So you, you saw it. If you're watching on Peacock TV, if you're listening on SiriusXM Channel 85, you heard it. And that was, just to set the tone, that was Darren Smith, 
uh, sports talk show host in Kansas City, asking Roger Goodell again about the composition of NFL media. Why are there uh, no people of color behind the glass? Why are there no people of color as editors in NFL media? Not a single black full-time person. Now, Jim Trotter has said this the last two years. Jim Trotter no longer with NFL media and trying to take the NFL to court has has a lawsuit. Okay. So Roger Goodell has to be careful Mm -hmm. on how he answers. However, something about the math. Mike Jones is here. Mike, something about the math is not adding up. Trotter has said this. Right. Darren Smith has said this. Steve Weish, in a, in a tribute yesterday to a, a black producer, the NFL Network, who passed, in a tribute said there are, it pretty much confirmed, there aren't people who look like me in the newsroom. So what is missing? What's missing here? Roger Goodell and the leaders of the NFL Network caring. That's it. They don't care. And but that's why, the reason why, why that's not. Why are they saying that's not true? We well, do have the numbers, but well, and then they the contradict number, themselves, right? You know, um, because the thing is, is, like, Goodell is focused on coaching optics and the general manager and everything, and he talks about wanting diversity all across, but they don't care so much about the news people because they're behind the scenes. You know, it doesn't matter to them that these reporters, basically Steve Weiss and Sherry Burst, they don't care that they don't feel supported. Um, you know, it's just not important to him. And even though Trotter has brought them to task with this for the last couple of years, and then Darren Smith can, can continued it, and even though it's in litigation, they still don't take it seriously because if they really wanted to help themselves, they would have hurried up and said, get us some Negroes in this newsroom right now, and they would have had this thing taken care of in the last year. Well, it is funny, Mike, you say that, because I said to Trotter last year, I said, the effect of this, the effect of this will be felt – after after you've left the right. NFL, I said somebody's going to take advantage. Somebody's going to be in a position to get this to get this job because you have raised the issue. And I thought for sure that when we got back here, so Arizona this time last year in Arizona, we're having the conversation. Right. By the time we get to Vegas, they're going to have some people in place. No, no, they don't. They don't. And maybe it's the answer that you came up with. They yeah. just don't care enough. Out of sight, out of mind, behind the scenes, they don't care. Yeah, they, they don't uh, they don't really know about the storytelling or don't care about the storytelling, how it will enhance. Well they haven't experienced it themselves. Yeah. You know, and so I don't think that's prominent in their mind. They don't understand um, where they're missing the mark, you know, and how they could better support their reporters. Um, and strengthen their storytelling if they did have that you know and they talk about oh the nfl is better when we have diversity and inclusion and our, our well why not make sure that it ventures and covers you know your news gathering process as well yeah you have all the slogans uh i'll tell you the nfl is great with slogans though it yeah. takes all of us choose love and racism stronger together yeah, stronger together all all the slogans that they have uh but Despite the questions, and this is, this is how it goes, the NFL is so popular, uh, Goodell has pleased the owners who mm-hmm. he answers to. He has pleased them because uh, the franchise values have soared. Yep. The revenue coming into the game is tremendous. There's still eyeballs in the NFL. We're talking about it. And what's going to happen? 
as we get closer to the game. We'll talk, talk more about the game, and we'll talk more about the other announcement that came out of yesterday that on a Friday in September in Brazil, yeah. there's going to be a Philadelphia Eagles, unknown opponent, but the Eagles are going to be in Brazil opening the football season. Uh, what do you think about NFL going to South America? This is why Roger Goodell just received another big contract extension because he continues to grow the game. I mean, this is such a popular game. We go over there to London or Germany or whatever. The stadiums are packed. They don't even have to know the rules, but they still find themselves entertained by this. And so he and his team, they're very good. They are identifying, okay, hey, where else can we go? Where else can we go? And... Like you said, Brazil's going to be the next one, and it's going to be a Friday night. So we're going to have a Thursday night game. You have a Friday night game. You have football all day on Sunday, and you have it on Monday. The pockets just keep getting deeper. The league, the the, the shield gets more and more massive. Shield is stronger. Yeah. Shield is stronger. It's like oh, it's a, it's a force field shield. Yeah. I mean, like you just can't. Bulletproof. You, you can't penetrate that thing. And we were talking uh, before that. I was talking with uh, Lawrence Jackson and, and Connor Rogers before the show started. And we were talking about, hey, Friday Friday in Brazil, okay, Thursday, Thanksgiving, we already have Monday, we already have Sunday. And I think one of them said, well, they can't touch Saturday. I said, yes, well, they, they do. Do in the playoffs, yeah, they do. Yeah, but, but, yeah, Late in the year. But they choose right. in September, October, November, they choose not to compete with college football. Right. They choose to. But if they decided, right. oh, oh, we want Saturday too, who are you going to go with? College football versus the NFL. Who's going to win that one? There will be people who will stick with their college teams, but as a whole, yeah, NFL. And look, for years they didn't touch Friday because of Friday night football. You know, they cared about that. High schools. Yeah, they were they they cared about. Now it's like, hey, let's get us some Friday night football. There's, there's money. Let's get a piece of that pie right there. You know. So look, they will continue to print money. We continue to watch. We continue to write. I mean, it is the greatest game. It is, and look. I mean, if it wasn't for the recovery factor, we would get to a point where we sell football games all throughout the week. Um, it's pretty. It's basically as close as you can get to that. So we, we talked about the, the storylines, the storylines, storylines. What's your what's your storyline? Like, I know it's early in the week and it may change, but what's the storyline that captured your imaginations, got you a little excited? Well, I mean, there's a lot. Obviously, the Chiefs and their chase of greatness as they are the new Patriots, basically, yeah. is is so fascinating. And, look, we looked at them and thought, you know, this might not be their year, you know. Then these wide receivers are dropping balls. and But, look, as the year has gone on and as they come down to crunch time, they're making plays. Travis Kelsey's still getting open for 11 catches for 100-something yards. But more importantly, their defense is nasty. 13 points a game in the postseason. So Mahomes and them, they didn't even have to score against Baltimore in the second half of that game because their defense is so good. Now, this is going to be a great chess match here. I'm curious to see, okay, they've got all the experience. They've been there. This 49ers team, some of those guys were here, you know, a number of years ago when they lost them the first time, but it's a new experience for a lot of them. And that experience matters, you know, when just the psychological aspect of it. So very curious to see how that plays out on the field as well. So I think we're talking a lot. We, we, you're, you're, you're saying, you know, respectful things about the Kansas City Chiefs. We all do. Who's the 49er that you kind of put on a pedestal? Is there anybody on that side and say, hey, I don't want to bet against that dude either? Well, I mean, 
you think about the guy I don't want to bet against is Kyle Shanahan because he's such a great. You don't want to bet against Shanahan. He well, is a great mastermind. Today is the anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but that's in the past. Yo, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, seven years. But so, hey, can you never learn? Can you learn? Can you learn and change? The way can that, I? Hey. No, but m- most people can. Yeah. <laughs> most people can. <laughs> can I, I? Not really. I still. I part of me, as much respect and admiration and just marvel at Andy Reid and what he does. Part of me feels like, man, Kyle. You know, he wants this thing bad. That pressure is there on them. I mean, what he's done with Brock Purdy, even, you know, is pretty remarkable. Their defense, they have a lot of weapons, um, you know, and so it is. What is he able to do to position his team, to motivate them, you know, to, to pull out this victory right here? I think it's going to be a close game. I think so, too. We'll see what the defense has cooked up, Steve Spagnola has cooked up for Brock Purdy, because really, if he wets the bed, they got no chance. But if he plays like he did against Detroit, where he's running, he's throwing, doing all this stuff, then they have a really good chance as well. Depends on when he wets the bed. First quarter, you take those sheets, put them into the whirlpool, quick wash. Right. We can survive it. <laughs> See what happens. We've got time to get those sheets back on for the right. fourth quarter. If a young guy can shrug that off on this stage. Mike Jones, one of the best. One of the best to do it. Good to see you, man. Thanks hey, man. For thanks by. for having me. Yes, the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Here we are, lots of Super Bowl memories. And I love, I don't know about you, Chris Sims, when this stuff comes on, yeah. When I don't care who it is, right. whether it's a team I'm rooting for or not, if I see an old Super Bowl playing, I will stop. Like, it, like it's my what? favorite movie. I will stop. I will watch it. It's stuff, man. Like this stuff well, that's is, why you and me it, are kind of brothers from another right that's there. That's what I'm talking I about. Mean, I'm the same way. Yeah, like, I, like when no Super Bowl highlight show comes on where it's every 30 minutes, right? The 30 yeah. minute highlight show. Like when I was a little kid, that, you know, first off, we didn't have social media and the internet and computers. When they would be like, ESPN was like, we're going to play Super Bowl one. Be like, oh, here we go. To Super Bowl 30, right? And they yep. started at like 10 o'clock at night. I would stay up some years all night long 
and watch them all. My Love mom would it. come down at like 4.30 in the morning. She's like, you're what? still sitting on the couch? Yes. And I'm like, they're about to get to Super Bowl yeah. 21. It's, it's even, about to be dad Super Bowl. Even like, you when know? you know. Right. Even when you know what's going right. to happen. Right. Like, I'll still watch, you know, Super Bowl one, Super Bowl two. You know, see, uh, with the whose idea was it, by yeah, the way, yeah. to put the, the goalpost right there, <laughs> right, right, right in the middle there, of the field. Right the, uh, so I'm looking at Max McKean, like, Max, right. watch out. Right. Watch out. You're going to hit it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you're going to hit it. But he was hammered anyway. He, he didn't even. He felt no pressure. <laughs> he was like, we're good. I just was out difference. all night. Right. But right. what are you thinking? Because you've been to so many of these. Yeah. you watched them. And when people talk about, oh, they don't know the, the, the first-year teams or – uh, these rookies, they don't know what's happening. What do you think the biggest thing they haven't accounted for? Is it the schedule? Is it this radio row, amount of media, the scrutiny? What is it that teams who haven't been here before? I know right. both of these teams yeah, have. Right. But what is it There's that There's still they, a lot of players that yeah, haven't. Yeah, a lot of players, right? especially on the 49ers. Yeah. A lot of players who weren't here the last time they played. I, I think it's the, you know, again, I, I never got to play in one of these. But, you know, of course, lived with a dad that did. And, and it was around a lot of other people that did. I think the one thing, I think the week itself, hey, you, you feel the, the grandiosity of the game, yeah. right? That, they know that. But from what I always get to, and I even asked Anthony Munoz this just a little bit ago too, is the players always, it always gets into pregame warm-ups, it all starts to hit, right? It's, whoa, there's people, whoa, this star is right here, that star is right here, it's pregame warm-ups, you know, the way the stadium's decorated, you know, there's extra cameras going yeah. around everywhere. That, to me, is where the young guys or the guys that haven't been there yet start to get a little flustered. My dad will tell you in Super Bowl Twenty One, and he, he, you, if you'll talk to him one day, he'll tell you this story, too, where, like, and I hear this a lot, the first drive of the game, they're two or three plays in. He's in the huddle calling the play. Everybody on the offense is hyperventilating. Like, they're all like, because <gasps> <gasps> it's just like, you know, it's all like, this is a big moment, right? right? And it all comes crashing down at this one, and you're trying to give it your all, and just all those emotions are there. And I think those are, those are the things that I always hear that the young players have a hard time adjusting to early on. And it's a major advantage if you've been through that. If exactly. you're Kansas City, okay, fourth time in five years. It's ho-hum you, you, to a you degree. you perfected it. Like, I remember to see in the beginning, the beginning of the Patriots dynasty. Yeah. So, and that was a year that was 9-11. So there was not a big break. There was not that two weeks before the game. Yes, right. So they go to, they win the conference championship in Pittsburgh. Yep. They got to turn the operation around very get quickly, to get to New Orleans. Right. And so they're figuring out, okay, how do we travel like this? What do we do with uh, hotel rooms? What tickets do we do with the tickets families, and all that stuff? Right, right. A couple of years later. Yeah. Okay, they're in there. They're there in Houston. Fine, got it. We got this down. Next year, they're in. Got it. It's not a problem. So for Kansas City, and I know it's like a real world issue. Yeah. You were talking yesterday about Patrick Mahomes Senior. I said I'd be surprised if Patrick Mahomes is like, oh my God, this is such a distraction. No. Okay. I know it's my dad. I know it's DWI. It's not a great look. Okay. It's less of a distraction than like Andy Reid's son getting in a right. car crash the week before the game. Exactly. This is just it, personal to Patrick it, Mahomes. It, it's personal. It's not going to filter through the locker room and be like, man, what's going on and all that. You're not having and you're not have he that. he knows more right. than we do. Right. He knows more. So he's got a context that we don't have. He's probably like some little part of his brain like, 
okay, this is where I put uh, incidents like this. Yeah. This is where I put it off to. It has nothing to do with what I'm seeing on the field. It can compartmentalize, right? That, that's to me, it's Mahomes. I, I've said this to a few people today. Mahomes to me has hit like Brady Manning inevitability almost. Right. Where you just go, wait, is it a big game? He's going to show up. Oh, he's got the ball late in the game? Ugh, he's going to drive down here and score. Are we going to have enough time to have the ball back and maybe score too, right? It kind of feels that way. Because, I mean, he's that special. His he ability is. to block out distraction. I think like you're saying, right? Yeah, there's a numbness. He's not going to be in awe of this spectacle at all. He's going right. to be totally in, in which I think Kansas City's become more impressive. And this is crazy what they're doing right now. Is they just got into, let's just win the game mode. Stop worrying about, oh, we want to play the game this way, right? We want to get in the shotgun, and we want to throw it 40 times, and we want to throw for 350. That's cool. The league caught on to that. The offense, your receivers aren't the same. They had to kind of reinvent themselves, and they've gotten into the mode of, hey, managing the game a little bit, managing situations, play through the defense, and then like Brady or Manning did in their prime, hey, make a play in a big moment or in a big situation to get us over the hump, and that's where he's just found the magic touch. Now, now you say Brady and Manning, and it's not misplaced. I mean, we're, all, we're seeing something oh. incredible. Oh. So yes. he's not even 30 yet, yeah. Chris. So where, where are we putting him? Oh. I, I, I'm not saying Brady. Okay, it's too early for that. Yeah. But I, 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 I put him above, above Favre. Right already. I don't think it's a question. I put him above Aaron Rodgers. I don't think it's a question. All right, so how far are we going up the list? I, I think you said the one guy. I think Just, the only other you guy. You put him above Manning? I now? think he's right there Peyton? with him. Yeah, I do. And you Woo. know, I think Peyton's the man. I mean, Love I'm, Peyton. yeah, Peyton. I mean, Peyton going to four Super Bowls with four different head coaches is one of the greatest accomplishments in the history of football. That, you know, I know he lost two of them and people are going, oh, he lost them, whatever. It's still amazing. We don't see anybody do that. That's how great he is. Like, oh, it doesn't matter. Coach, whoever you are, it doesn't matter. I'll check to this, check to this. Omaha said hunt, right? I mean, it's it's incredible. But, yeah, I think Mahomes has – that's where I brought up those names. He's in a stratosphere right now where there's only one guy ahead of him, and even that guy that's ahead of him in Brady, who we know is amazing, he didn't do it this way. They weren't this way. Brady got groomed into being a, you know – Early right. on, run the ball, play defense. Absolutely. Mahomes from day one was like, carry the team, put him in the shotgun, throw for 400. That's how we're going to play. We're going to ride you. And that's unique to anybody else in football, especially because they were winning in, in every AFC championship every year he's played. I've actually got one guy. I want you to, I'm glad you yeah. got your earpiece in uh, as we wrap this up. I've actually got one guy okay. who's better than Brady. Take a look. Take a listen. Okay. Oh, are you ready? You ready? Go ahead, Ephesians. I'm Eli Manning. I'm nice. Tom Brady's the GOAT. Sight, I beat him twice! Hold me back! Hold me back! Hold me back! That's funny. That's crazy. That's incredible. How do you feel about rapping Eli Manning? Like two Super Bowl rings. Yeah. A little freestyle there. Right. Throw it in there. You know, throw in a little Tom Brady. Eli's hilarious. Tom, yeah, he's Brady hilarious. Brady. The Mannings are hilarious. Say, I, okay. Now, you're a Giants fan. Yeah. 
Did you know? Did you know he had this? And I didn't know he had this in I, the bag. I did. You did. You I didn't know he was like this. Yeah, I did. I I've been around him enough, knew enough people that know them that there was like Eli's. Uh, well, he's you know, sneaky. He's, he's sneaky. Watch him. He's real dry humor. He'll say things and you'll go, "Oh, that was funny." Like you, you'll catch you off guard. Uh, he's. I mean, come on. Talk about a unique career too. You, Eli, you know, two Super Bowls, amazing Super Bowls, barely above five hundred. Right. Right. As a career starter. Definitely had some underwhelming seasons, but then, and two of the clutchest Super Bowl runs we've ever seen ever, and, and that's that why he's amazing. In. That right. factors in. Yes. Not, not only winning two, but winning two over Against the Brady. team, over right. the team of the century. Exactly right. And the same thing. If Brock Purdy is able to get a victory, I hear not you. just a victory, but right. a victory over Patrick Mahomes. I'm shocked the, the Niners are still favored, though. The Niners have peaked six weeks ago and haven't played football. The Mahomes factor and the Chiefs continue to get better. I'm still surprised the 49ers are favored. It's great to see you, man. You're the man. Always. Always. Appreciate you. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.